Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also find us on Podfollow now. And the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also check us out on Off the Floor. Four primary hosts of four, Five on the Floor give you text directly to your phone, Q&As, inside information, little tidbits, behind-the-scenes stuff. It's all there, including contests on prize picks. Oh, boy, I forgot to do that one today. They're going to be mad at me. Well, we'll get to it tomorrow. Go to winnow.app backslash off the floor. That's winnow.app backslash off the floor. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I mentioned them already, so I might as well mention them again. Prize picks, use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. NFL preseason games. Yes, you can actually play prize picks on that as well as the futures. NBA futures are already there. FIBA basketball is going to be on there. I know a lot of our listeners are going to want to play that. So check out prize picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yeah, uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Got Timothy Bain, our Bahamian correspondent. I'm still trying. I want to get to this with you, actually, Tim, because I... I'm wondering if where training camp's going to be this year. So actually, we'll we'll start there in a second. But we're going to talk about the schedule, which is not preseason or training camp. The regular season schedule, a lot of it had been leaked. Uh, the rest of it came out today. There are a few interesting tidbits in it. We'll go through it. It's one of those things, though. It's like the NFL schedule day where they make a big deal of it. I mean, you know who the opponents are in the NBA, especially. You always know who the opponents are going to be. It's just a matter of when you play them during the year, sort of how it plays out for your team. So we'll get into the ramifications of the schedule itself quickly. But then we're going to get into this question. Does any of this mean anything for a franchise that just finished seventh, ended up in a play-in, losing, lose, lost a play-in game, and then pulled two huge upsets in the Eastern Conference in Eastern Conference playoffs, Milwaukee and Boston teams that were way ahead of him in addition to being the Knicks, to get all the way to the NBA Finals? Is the regular season something that the Heat should even take seriously this year? And is there a difference whether they get Dame or they don't in whether they do take it seriously? But first, let, let's get to um, the schedule itself. So so give me, Tim, give me one thing that jumped out to you today as you saw it for the Heat's perspective. I didn't expect the games two, three, and four to be on the road from for a team that, that was uh, in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but that we already knew we opened against Detroit. Um, so I just expected you know, a bit of a, some home cooking, but that was a bit of a shock to me. Twelve of the first 14 games are on the road to start the season off. So I think we we we'll know what type of season we're gonna have 
after game 15, I, I feel. Well, I, actually, I think, I think it's 12 out of 17, right? Is that oh, right? 12, sorry, I misquoted. Yeah, 12 out of 17, sorry, yeah. 12 out of 17, actually 12. It's the, the first one's at home against Detroit, and then 12 out of 16 on the road. I'm going to have to look at what that – I wanted to say American Airlines Arena. What the Kasaya Center schedule looks like, because my guess is there's some concerts or something else in there, or a tractor pull or uh, circus. I mean, that's usually what sends them on the road for that long. But when you look at that, it, it's not just the road. It's the fact that – uh, they play Boston and Milwaukee on the road in the first week and a half. So that's an interesting test from the very start. We knew obviously about the Christmas day game that had been leaked uh, that they're playing Philadelphia at eight o'clock. The other thing that jumps out to me and then I'll go to Brady on this. In addition to all the road games early is uh, the national TV games, 24. I don't really count NBA TV. Right. So it's, it's 16 without NBA TV up from you know, 11 last year. So they're expecting more. But it's nowhere close to, and I don't know how many of these are NBA TV, but 41 national TV games for Golden State. I mean, pre- every other game. Uh, and the Lakers, 40. So, um, so basically, it's the Curry and LeBron show. Exactly. And and I and I think there's a larger story to be told here that has nothing to do with the Heat, who I think probably got about the right amount, maybe could have gotten a few more. Uh, but about the, the young stars, uh, potential young stars of the game are not featured on national television. They, like... Even Minnesota, I know nobody wants to watch Minnesota, but like Anthony Edwards has a chance to be a top 10 player this year. He's not going to be on national TV very much. There's a lot of examples of that. Um, Brady, because they just want to keep shoving LeBron down everybody's throat, which, you know, I get it. But when LeBron and AD are missing 30 games and a lot of those games are national TV games, you're going to get a lot of Gabe Vincent. Um, Brady, what jumped out to you? I mean, by the way, you were talking about like league-wide schedule. I think Toronto had the least with three, which is wild. Like with all the teams that are like, bad teams in this league and Toronto gets like stuck as the unwatchable team uh, was just kind of funny, but in terms of just like stuff to see, they start the season. The big thing is the fact second and third games are back to back. Like they, they yeah. don't even get a break. Jimmy's already missing a game in the first week. Like that, that's what <laughs> stuck out to me. Like that, That's amazing. How they just scheme that up immediately. Um, I don't know. It, it, I agree with you. I think it's funny how like the, the schedule is always hyped up. Like football is different though, because you got to figure out, it's it's you don't play every team this it's just whatever month you play whatever random team always feels kind of weird um but yeah the this the fact that they're on the road so often i guess to begin the the year i think it stood out a little bit but i think the big takeaway i said this on twitter when it came out was the fact that if there was any team where this doesn't matter it's miami just from what we saw last season that Mm -hmm. after game 82 is probably when it really matters most but as much as i say that to joke around they have to actually not have that mindset because I think that could be actually scary, Ethan, because we talked about this before, I think on previous podcasts, that if they have that mindset, we're like, oh, we could be a seven seed again and just roll over every team in the playoffs. And maybe they can, honestly, after what we've seen. But I don't know if you're going to roll the dice on that season over season and have that type of mindset. So you're still going to have this type of uh, needing to play pretty well, I guess, in the regular season. And I guess the the start, too, it's a little rough. I look at the the – you mentioned the Christmas game. I think after that is immediately after Christmas is their road trip where they play Golden State, Utah, mm-hmm. uh, Clippers, Lakers, Suns. So I think that's the same thing. That it, It's actually around the same time, I think, because I, I think mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve last year was the Jazz game. So it was pretty similar. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what to take of it, but it will be a pretty heavy home stretch in, Mar- in March and April. So I think that's favorable down the stretch of the la- kind of that last month and a half where Jimmy now is playing – probably less games than he probably was throughout the season where now you're asking these other guys to carry you. It's easier when you're relying on your role player, especially with Miami when you're playing in front of your home crowd. So I guess that that's kind of the main things that stood up. Well, a couple of things they're going to be spending Thanksgiving in New York. It appears because they, that's in a five game 
East swing. They've got two against Chicago, one against Cleveland. Then uh, then they they go to New York on that Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. New Year's, they'll be on the road. Um, I actually think Eric Spolster is going to like the early road slate. He likes this bonding thing early in the season. I don't know if players will be bonding with each other who will not be there in a few months after that. So that's what <laughs> we'll get into after the break. Uh, but it, it does, I think it does set up favorably in the fact that we know that Eric has typically had very strong records in March and it does coincide with, uh, you know, with this team getting home a lot in March. So I, I think that is a positive for them. Um, and, and again, I think what you mentioned, Brady, and again, we'll touch on this more after the break, but is that, you know, how much can you coast, you know, in the Eastern conference, I don't see a very strong conference right now. We talked about this on playback it is swung back to the West. Uh, more of the interesting young teams to me are in the West, whether it's OKC uh, or some of the others. Uh, obviously, Sacramento may have overachieved last year. You look at some of their metrics; it looks like they may come to earth a little bit. But they were the, health, they were the healthiest team in the NBA. The health, that's far. the biggest thing. That that's by far. That's the biggest thing, and they didn't really do much to add to it. So I, I wonder if they'll stick up there. But you're still talking about Denver. You're still talking about now a potential we'll see what they look like on the court but a potentially fortified phoenix with at least durant from the beginning of the year and now you've added beal um you you look at you know potentially the lakers being healthier than they were last year maybe the clippers are healthier uh there is uh I, there's more the, it's shifted west like i don't see a team in the east to me that's gotten significantly better i mean i uh, some of it is milwaukee Giannis being even more determined and focused boston switching out smart for porzingis who was already hurt uh Philadelphia, we don't know what that bleep show is going to end up looking like once the season actually starts. Atlanta has not gotten better. Toronto, you mentioned, I actually think they could be okay, but they lost Van Vliet. Uh, Chicago has not gotten better. I mean, there's just, I mean, you look at, you look at the East, there's not a hell of a lot there. I mean, Cleveland added Max. I mean, that's, but that's pretty much all they did after flaming out in the playoffs and the Knicks are virtually the same roster that they were last year, just a couple of tweaks. So I, I feel like Miami could coast a little bit and still be okay, but I don't know that that's the approach that they want to take. All right. I do want to mention a couple sponsors here of the five reason sports network. And then after that, we will get into some of the specifics of this, because I, I think that as you look at Dame or no Dame, I think there is a difference in the way that they may handle it. We do want to mention our friends over at mosaics, those stones and more. You can find them at mosaics.com. That's M O Z I A C s.com a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years they got dedicated customer service they're wholesale distributors with the best quality of porcelain and ceramic tiles along with a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern design so check them out at mosaics.com 305-828-0940 we also want to mention our betting partner it's better edge use the code 5rsn that's the number 5rsn you get 20 dollars to play why do we recommend this one it's legal. We know in the state of Florida, it's still not legal to gamble with these sites. You can gamble on Better Edge, and you can do it in 44 other states as well. You can find the line that you want. The reason is that you're playing against others who use it. You're not playing against a bookie or the app itself. So check them out at betteredge.com. Join our contest. Use the code 5RSN. So let's get to this question because I feel like every episode we do is framed this way now. Okay. <laughs> But Timmy, do you think there is any difference in the way that the Heat? Let's say, let, let's take a couple of different scenarios. Dame joins before training camp. Okay, let's say some of the pieces we've talked about going out go out. Hero, Robinson, perhaps Lowry, perhaps Jovich, perhaps Hawkes, perhaps Caleb. But we don't think it's going to be all of that. Okay, 
but some combination of these pieces. Dame comes before training camp. Does the regular season mean more or less then? I think it means more because you have not only the issue of integrating the, the big three of Dame, Bam, and Jimmy, but these players who are apparently waiting in Miami, like Kelly Oubre and Christian Wood, like that's a, I, I made the joke earlier, um, like a month ago, saying we really lost like seven players from the last from the last team. So Twitter can't complain by running it back. Mm-hmm. But having about nine or ten new players, regardless of their caliber, is still a, a issue. I suppose the greatest of all time. No, sorry, probably of all time. Suppose the greatest currently. And even so, that's still a lot for him to work through. So I, I think it's necessary to use these games as a, a building block. Because again, we wait until February. You add the, you you lose maybe five plays with the game and you have to then pick up um plays off the off the off the wire. I don't think March we we, we saw it happen for the bubble where Iggy and Jay just did not fit, but they clicked after the bubble. Like you you need time to gel. So I do think it's more important to have that time. And yeah, those games matter for the regular season for sure. Brady, do you think they matter more or less? Because I guess the I understand everything Timmy's saying, and I tend to lean that way, but I guess the counter argument is, well, as long as you get Dame, Jimmy, and Bam healthy in the playoffs, like who's wants to match up with that team? So w- which way would you say? I just think if you have Dame, that I don't think we're even having this discussion because I think they're going to be a great regular season team if they have Dame. Like I don't think I. It's really hard for me to see that you could talk about that big three in the playoffs, but like even if Jimmy's taking nights off, like that's a tough regular season unit to run around, especially if it, you know there's maybe not as much depth because you're sending a lot out. So like, that's where I think the, the counter argument is that you mentioned is like the fact that they've gotten through regular season with their depth and they shrink down to seven or eight in the playoffs. If you're losing that depth to get Dame, maybe you don't have as many options and maybe it's tough for the regular season, but I still don't think that would be a problem. So I think that's kind of the issue I think is on the flip side, which I know you're probably going to get to next was the mm-hmm. fact that if you don't have Dame in the regular season, we're we're gonna be having the discussion about things getting stale or maybe things being a bit awkward, let's say, at certain points. Or it just feels like there might be I guess some of the things that we talked about on last podcast, like more lenient on the guys like Jovic or Hakez or even like a Richardson that can maybe bring a new life to a team, whereas like they're gonna be needing that. Because if not, there's gonna be staleness to it. And that's where I think things get weird. So maybe it means more. The regular season will mean more if they don't have Dame to an extent for that reason, just because of the fact that I don't think they can afford to like have a team that they brought back again. And as much as in the back of their heads, like, Oh, we'll get to the postseason, We can run through some people. It's just the fact that you're sitting at a spot where it's now it's not like running it back a year. You're running it back twice. Whereas I think it could get a little weird in the regular season. Well, and and look, this team has uh, this franchise has kind of taken contradictory approaches to pursuing seeds in the regular season, depending on what the group was, right? Like the, the big three heat, I believe only got the number one seed twice. Um, is that correct? I, I think the for the four years, they, the first year they didn't have it. Chicago had it. Uh, they had it the third year for sure. The second year, I believe they had it. Fourth year, they didn't have it. Correct. Am I right about that? Indiana. I'll, had- I'll double check, but I think I'm thinking 100% correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so they, they took an approach there, but it was like, okay, as long as you get, a top four seed, right? Like we're, we're, you know, we have LeBron we have Dwayne, we have Chris, like that's okay. Um, There are other teams who have gunned for seed a little bit. And last year, I don't want to let anybody tell you that they were happy finishing in the play-in. Like that was, 
they, they when they started to slip and they could not get any consistency, players and we talked about it seemed disinterested at times. Then the goal just at first it was goal, okay, try to grab a top four. And then when you sort of fell out of that, it was all right, just stay out of the plan. Well, they didn't do either. They didn't do either. And then they ended up in exactly the situation we warned about the whole year, which is that they have one clunker game, which we've seen them do at home. They had that game against Atlanta. And then Chicago, they were literally three minutes away from none of the other stuff happening, that they were going to get eliminated there. I have to think, no matter what the group is, that they will they will, they will will coach and work this team in a way to avoid the... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Damn playing again. I, I That was harrowing enough. You don't want to repeat that. Um, but I don't know that a number one seed matters anymore. I mean... Do, do you think, I mean, do you think, let's say they were in a position where let's, let's, they're not going to be in a number one seed position if they don't get Dane. Okay. I, I don't think so. I, I think this team is better than, than maybe others believe it is. I think it's better than it was in training camp last year, the team they bring into camp without Dame. I, I, I firmly believe that, but I don't think they're number one seed material. I don't think they'd be in a chase. I think with Dame, they could be honestly. Um, do you think in that case, I'll go to you first on this Brady. Do you think it matters like like to finish ahead of Boston and Milwaukee if you don't have Dame. Yeah. If you have Dame, I'm sorry. I do, just because of the fact – I mean, we're always – if you're viewing it from this perspective, you're always going to try to find the easiest path, even though it feels like Miami wants the toughest path, as we saw <laughs> last like, season. Like, like the meme where I'd say, give me, give me harder battles. <laughs> right, Jimmy, give me harder Jimmy, battles. <laughs> Jimmy wants it the toughest way possible. He wants no easy matchup, it feels like. But – if you have Dame in that scenario, I definitely think you want the first seed just for the fact that you don't want to be in that two, three range and you have to play Boston and Milwaukee. Like if you could be in a scenario where you can get the one and then Boston, Milwaukee, or maybe I can't really project this as well, because what if Boston, Milwaukee slips to four and then somebody, a random team is in three. So I guess we could play a scenario all day, but ideally you want the one seed uh, just for that. And the fact that you want to be as much as they walked into so many, you feel like game one after game one in this last run and just beating up these teams on the road. You want to be at home on any matchup. You do not want to be going into a game seven in Boston again. 
it's just going to be if the energy in there is, is a little bit different, especially after what happened last year. You know, there's going to be that that get back mentality. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to try to have that home court advantage, but it's also trying to stay out of a certain bracket. So I think that'll be uh, an interesting thing to monitor just because the question becomes, and I don't want to say you're an act like Jimmy doesn't play in the regular season, like at all, but like, in, or it doesn't play high level in the regular mm-hmm. season. But like, let's just say like if Jimmy playing in a coasting version and then you have Dame and Bam kind of leading the way in a regular season, can that get you a one seed? And I kind of feel like it can. Like it, it kind of feels that way. But also, especially when the, you have you have the Bucks who didn't do anything, the Sixers who never do anything. Um, you well, know, they may they, do something, Timmy, but it may not make them better. I, that's the thing. I mean, it's, but they're I, also a good regular season team. It feels like yeah. a lot of the time, Milwaukee, if they stay healthy, and that's the big question. So, right, those are the, those are the kind of the elements. But they didn't get any younger, Milwaukee. That's the thing too. So mm-hmm. I I don't know that the injury situation is going to get better. And again, Boston just added an injury prone guy. Yeah. And Porzingis, who is literally already injured. Like, I mean, I mean, everything that was warned about there uh, is problematic. And I, I, I believe that Boston's going to feel the loss of Smart more in the playoffs than the regular season anyway. The time they get there, I just can't. Timmy, I guess as, as we we pivot uh, a different direction here, but I just don't see who in the East, other than Boston or Milwaukee, who is going to run a, away from this Heat team, no matter what. Like, if I look at the teams that finished ahead of them last year. I attribute it to Miami just underperforming in a lot of different ways. Like I, I, you know, in some of the losses, like the the Deadman minutes. Yeah, the Deadman minutes. Um, the horrible losses to bad teams. But it's not like you look at the teams ahead of them. Okay, Boston, Milwaukee were clearly better regular season teams, no question. Okay, I'm not not gonna argue against that. Philadelphia, as Brady mentioned, even with Doc, they were a good regular season team. They did find some things last year that worked for them. But then Harden turned into Harden in the playoffs again. Okay. And that's that basically sunk them against Boston. And be it cleared through an injury again. Again. again, again but the, again, the things again. that we predicted, but again, they were better. Look, I thought they'd be a one seed coming out last year. I think I picked them as a one seed. I thought that I, yeah. Before the season, because they, they typically are a good regular season. Okay. But look, Cleveland's not run away from anybody. Like, I like the roster, but it's not, they're not, that's not a 55 win team, I don't think. Okay. It could be a decent regular season team, though. That feels like one of those sneaky good regular season teams. Okay, are they? But the Knicks? I mean, I the Knicks, the Nets. I mean, I, I don't. Know, I don't really understand why there's so many hype. How there's so much hype about the Knicks right now because they lost Obi, they got the venture. They have they're probably their best guard rotation since you covered them in the nineties. Yeah, so that's cool. But I still don't like Randall. I still don't like Mitch. Um, I don't see the hype. Mind you know, well, Randall's the, Randall's the big problem to me. Too. Like RJ looks like he's making some progress, um, but it's like with RJ, you get one really good game and one game and like three. Then, yeah, he yeah. he shoots thirty for forty tonight, and then like two for twenty the next right. game. But but uh, but until that team transitions even more from Randall to Brunson, which is kind of what happened against the Heat, but it was too late. I don't. I I see their max is forty five wins. Which by the way, if the Dame trade happens. And Tyler ends up in Brooklyn. I think the Nets are better than the Knicks. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, if your if your starting lineup is let's say they keep Dinwiddie, right? If your starting lineup is Dinwiddie, Hero, Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson, or Finney Smith, and Claxton, I, I Brady, I like that team better than the than the Knicks. Actually. I even like I even like the Simmons Hero. Oh well, here's Simmons uh, too, right? Who apparently is yeah. in the greatest shape that anybody's ever been in, according to social media. Right Shout now. out to Mark Jones. Yes, Mark, <laughs> Mark, 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 Mark. I think Mark got a call from a certain agent. Uh, but Brady, <laughs> but the the Nets or 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 Knicks? If if the Nets get here, are they better than the Knicks? 
Yeah, I, I definitely I think, did. I, I actually I like the team. Oh. Go ahead, Ray. And it was a regular season team. I was just gonna say it's that that's a that's a really just a bunch of young guys that can go out there and get buckets and the fact they have depth, like that's that's a tough regular season. I mean, they were a good regular season team last year. Like they they played into what was it, a six seed? Hmm. So like the fact that you're adding that and then adding Tyler and all you're get you're not losing any valuable uh kind of player in the rotation. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. I think they're in that what would it be? Kind of a four or five seed, I would think. And then they kind of battle it out and they'll find a tough matchup with it, probably either Cleveland or New York. That feels like the way that would line up. But Nobody... take to me, Go ahead, I actually I actually picked the paces over the Knicks too, personally. I think of all those teams down there that are kind of in rebuild mode, the Pacers are the most interesting, I think. Um, but I, I don't know that their overall overall depth is is good enough but i would put them at see the thing in the east is there are some teams like detroit orlando where there's talent where you're going to start showing some signs of life i don't think cleveland charlotte does but those but those two but they're not ready to win more than 30 games right but those are the those are the teams that miami's going to drop games against when oh sure <laughs> so oh, why, sure. i don't know why by the way we started this off by looking at the boston and milwaukee games we should be looking at charlotte and orlando <laughs> well the opener against detroit the, well, they lost the opener to Chicago last year um, and then kept losing to Chicago until they finally beat them in the playing game. But that opener against Detroit, like if they lose that one by eight and Dame's not here yet, like that is going to be a full panic mode on Twitter. And that's the other thing I want to get to. Two days before Boston. Oh, exactly. Right, exactly. Uh, one, one thing here, though. If the Heat won 48 games, where did they finish in the East? Fifth. See, I think they finished third. Hmm. Nobody won 60 last year, right? See, I, I think 48 wins gets you third seed, probably. I, I think in this conference. Not in the West, I don't Yeah, think. in the East, one, yeah. Third, in, fourth. In the West. Um, all right, so let's go to this. Let me give you one more scenario here before we close. And thanks to our sponsors, Stones and More, Better Edge, Price Picks. If they are middling close to the trade deadline, let's say – and again, we're looking, you know, trade deadline is later than it was at one point. I don't know how many games it is. Maybe they're, maybe they're 28 and 25, something like that. Okay. Maybe there might be a few more games played. There are a few games over 500. Do you think a, that makes them more desperate to make a trade for Dame? And do you think that affects Dame wanting to come at all? In other words, is there anything to be said for the fact that if they don't get Dame before the season, that what they're doing the first sort of, three, four months could affect whether or not they go all in for Dame and maybe, you know, give in to Cronin's demands, particularly if other teams maybe emerge as suitors, which I still don't think is going to happen, but it seems like that's what Portland's betting on. Um, or the fact that maybe they just won't look attractive. Like maybe Jimmy has an injury, right, in the first uh, four months, or Bam has an injury, and then all of a sudden Dame doesn't want to come. Uh, Brady. I just can't believe you just threw that out there and just. Said I'm just that. I mean, I'm just let. I mean, if I say it's going to happen, it's not. So I actually just. I did. I don't know. You're you're walking a thin line here, but um, maybe I guess you could make that case. I think the biggest case to be made in that specific scenario is Tyler, mm -hmm. in terms of his play, just because of the fact that I'll say it a hundred times, like the fact that his value during a season compared to in the off season, every single year since his rookie year has told been like on two separate ends. Right. of a, of the the level like it's just like he it turns off season time and everybody forgets who tyler hero was and forget like it, we talk about other teams and his value and this and this uh so all of a sudden he starts playing well in the regular season he's averaging 20 plus points per game uh he has kind of added size he starts scoring at different levels maybe there's another 
suitors that jump in and they say we want to jump in as the third team because we're really interested in Tyler making this push like that could I could see that scenario then all of a sudden maybe that pushes the thing for Dame a little bit but I don't know I I still think I mean I as much as we talk about it, I know this is something we talk about in every episode is the fact that it really feels like it may not be as much on Miami's record as it really is just Dame it literally has to be just Dame because if what if Dame starts playing and they just get comfortable and Dame's not really pushing the issue at the trade deadline and then here you are just kind of waiting around, sitting around like, okay, do we wait this out? Do then we try to make a move around the edges and try to get like another low level rotation player? Like what do you do? So I don't know. I still think it comes down to Dame, but I think the Tyler perspective is interesting. Tyler perspective is interesting, by the way, Tyler's having a camp this weekend, but he's not speaking to the media. So I, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's, he's, He's been uh, active on social media and spaces and other places, but apparently he's not going to be speaking to the media there. But Timmy, let me throw this at you because Brady raised an interesting point and here we'll close. So can we argue that if Dame is not traded to the heat by the start of the regular season, that Portland's regular season is actually more important to Miami fans than Miami's regular season is. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because we we go to training camp and you start the season and now you watch, um, and interesting enough, everything is just talking about Scoot. You've not heard Dame's name at all in the last three weeks. Everything is now Scoot's places. I mean, sure Dame doesn't care because you know he, he asks for a, a trade. But I could see now where yeah, he's the, the star of the team, but like the media are gonna treat you. They they know you're gonna be one foot out the door. So I feel like every game is gonna be so scrutinized. It's gonna hurt Scoot. It's gonna hurt Scoot's development because not only are you the number two, mm. not only are you going to be compared to Wemby for the rest of your career and Brandon Miller. Now they scrutinize every single game to see if this is the one where you mess up so badly or the team messes up so badly that they trade them. So I think um, for sure when that gets uncomfortable and terrible for school is when the teams get traded. But yeah, at the end of the day, we know this team. Um, Hero is going to play ball regardless. Um, you know, um, Jimmy is Jimmy, Bomb is Bomb. So not, the heat season itself won't affect the entry. It's squarely on what. What what Portland does, and then then new Maxima and Jeremy Grant. <laughs> then new Maxima, Jeremy Grant. I, I'll say the other side of this, and and you mentioned the Tyler part of this, Brady. Trade value going up, but there also is the possibility, and we're already seeing this from some fans, a lot of fans. I look on our comments on YouTube, and when we did the Jovich pod, the majority of the fans that commented there were like, "Why are we even talking about trading him? I given up on the whole Dame thing already. Um, that we're focusing on it too much." I mean, there is a chance, and I, I you know that Tyler just comes out and plays so well. Okay. Right. And it's working so well that you start to get, I don't know if it creates second thoughts in the heat front office. I'm not sure because we're still talking about Dame Lillard, but I can see a a larger segment of the fan base saying, why do we need to do this? Uh, Why do we need to go get a guy who's making $63 million at the end of his contract? Like it feels like there could be a lean that way. And I think the way you saw people react to Tyler and Miami Pro League, and, and and this point's been made by our friend uh, our friend Austin, uh, Chef Trilly, and I think he's right about this, is that it, it, the way Twitter feels about, or X or whatever it is, feels about Tyler Hero is not the way the general fan base feels no. about Tyler Hero. And, and you've talked about this, Brady. I think you announced it's different in the arena when Tyler's getting going than even when Jimmy's getting going. What are we saying? The right. only time that only like when somebody enters, like in terms of him coming in, the only time I remember hearing something probably similar applause is when Dwayne came in, like when he was mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Like that's the only comparison because that's that is literally the love he gets. And uh, as you mentioned, truly, he re- kind of talks about the way he reciprocates it. Like Tyler loves it down here. He loves Miami. Right. So like him, 
he's not a guy that's like going to be in trade discussions. He's going to go into the season here and like walk through it and be angry. Like, no, he's going to channel this and have like a, probably a monster season. Like that's the way he's dealt with this since high school. when he was like mm-hmm. transferred and, and kind of left Wisconsin and then ended up going with Kentucky. And he had all the fans in the crowd. Like this is what makes him who he is. So for 100%, I think you're going to see that. And, Maybe all of a sudden you're toward the trade deadline. You're not 28 and 25. Maybe you have a much better record because Tyler's kind of taken another leap and he's playing really well. So we could play that, I guess, hypothetical as well. That would be very interesting if you get to that point and then you're like, hmm, Joe, we're really not interested in making a deal now. <laughs> uh, or or they, they charge the deal where they, where they keep Tyler and be like, no, we, we keep him. You. Well, yeah, exactly. You take you take some of our other scraps, which is the which is the scenario that Heat fans would want at that point uh, for sure. But uh, that still seems to be a little bit pie in the sky. I don't think it's too pie in the sky to say Tyler's going to have a great year uh, wherever he is. And I, you know, I feel I still feel like the Nets are the best situation for him if it's not here. But if he does get off to that start, I, I, I think it, it, it's not fair to say the casual Heat fan because Heat fans are engaged all over the place. But I think those who are, who are not upset, Twitter obsessed, twenty four seven, Tyler Hero's approval rating with them is a lot higher uh than it is with that group and i i just i i haven't i just have it's a weird hunch i have that he's gonna come out killing it uh in preseason and the start of the season if dame's not here yet and it, we're gonna have a different narrative and dialogue going on i think at that stage but um you know you try to get dame lillard any way you can that's the way i still view it but I, i'm gonna be able to see the other side of that argument somewhat all right thanks to brady Thanks to Timmy. Oh, one question, by the way, what do you know about this? Because I know the Heat are still trying to get down your way for training camp, but it's against league rules. Uh, yeah, you it's, can't it's go against... two straight years overseas, right? Right, right. The soonest you got, we could come back is next year. Okay, so that's for sure. Because I know that there was some discussion with the Heat about trying to. Yeah, get yeah I know. I know for I know for sure. Twenty four, twenty five. The plan is for the Heat to come back. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see you then. Well, I'll see you in the States before that. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks to these guys. Uh, Greg and Alex will be back in the mix here over the next couple of days. We are going to do a straight Tyler hero episode. Although I feel like we just kind of hit it. Uh, <laughs> have, have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.